Hey there, I'm Judy Kroon, Canada's keynote humorist. Welcome to Laugh Long and Prosper. Shelf help with a smile, stress busters with a smirk. You get the point. Today is Friday, so that means it's Psychic Friday. My guest today is a good friend, Ursula Darby. Ursula has been a medium and a psychic since she was very young. Uh, experiences with spirit started as a child and have shaped her into an effective and conscious communicator with the other side. She delivers messages to loved ones from people in spirit using her psychic abilities. Ursula reads her clients past, present and future in detail. She's been very busy. She's been uh, doing shows on TV like The Stranger Experiment, which is streaming right now on Crave. She's also doing The Auntie Jillian Show. And recently she was on an awesome podcast that you can also catch the YouTube version, the video, Cat and Nat. And what happened there? Um, well, Ursula, you tell folks, welcome to the show and uh, give us a quick rundown on what's been, what's been happening with your career. Thank you so much for having me, Judy. I, I love talking to you. <laughs> just, me too. There's, there's always something. You. There's always something going on. Hmm. Well, there's, there's, I've had lots of opportunities, like you mentioned, the Stranger Experiment um which is streaming on crave uh you'll, you'll, you'll get to see me talking to someone which i obviously don't want to reveal it till you get to watch it so <laughs> go and have a watch if you have crave um i, I met with cat and nat i didn't know who they were i had no clue they invited me to meet with them and uh it was it was a really really awesome experience <laughs> because it was it was funny because it it, it meets up with what's currently happening. Every client I meet with to read them is obviously on Zoom, video chat, that's what I do. Um, and a lot of people have been meeting me with, uh, they're sitting in their cars, which makes sense if they have a family, things that are happening at home. And of course, I've never seen Kat and Nat before. And before we started recording, they were driving in their car talking to me. <laughs> so, of course, uh, uh, viewers don't know, I I've been suffering with vertigo for quite some time. So I actually had to put my hand over the camera and tell them to stop and wait. <laughs> <laughs> so when I reoriented my brain and they stopped, then we started chatting. So um, they're they're really great people, um, pretty open to the process. Um, some things that were challenging for them, which happens with a lot of my clients, um, a lot of my clients will resist information that I've given to them. So if I've talked about someone in spirit, given a name or a connection that they've said, no, no, that's nope, that's not them. And mm. that happened, that happened um, when, when it was something really obvious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I talked about a father in spirit <laughs> and one of the women kept saying, well, it's my stepfather. I'm like, still family member, still a father. <laughs> so exactly. It, it, it was funny because she was really adamant to be clear about that and, and you know some people are sticklers <laughs> some people <laughs> want exact but you know what if i had exact and i was perfect my life would be so different <laughs> for sure yeah so uh, you know obviously you're very very busy and you're doing a ton of stuff but one of the things that i wanted to chat with doesn't have to do with our two-legged beings it actually has to do with our uh, with animals, with pets, because a lot of people don't know that you're also a pet psychic. So share with us uh, what, what, how did you know that you could read animals and what kind of animals do you read and what do they tell you? I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't know. Well, for a long time, I didn't know what a psychic was. I didn't know what that meant. So psychic means that you can read energy. You can read anything that's around you. Uh, 
animate and inanimate. And and so of course I, I didn't consider animals at all. It just didn't cross my mind for whatever reason. And for quite some time, um, I, I've always had a fascination. I've, I've always loved animals, whether domestic or wild, all the above. I grew up in the countryside. And I used to joke a lot and, and pretend, quote unquote, pretend, say what, what I thought an animal was saying. So if I saw a person, when I was with a friend, I saw a person walking their dog, I would I would give a narrative with the dog. And so we'd all burst out laughing and stuff. And then it turns out I was reading them. <laughs> I, just, I didn't know I was reading them. I hadn't put two and two together, which sounds like an odd thing for people to hear. Uh, and, and when I applied the exact same rules of, of how I read human beings, it's the exact same thing for animals. So my my only resistance to it was, was that I thought, oh, you know, how is that gonna make sense? Because people would say to me, well, you know what, and it, it, they're an animal, you know, they don't speak English, they don't do those kinds of things. How could you possibly know these things? Mm. And the same rules apply. When I read an animal, whether it's in person or by a photograph, same as people, that energy and information is still there. So the first thing that I do is I ask for permission to access them, to know to know what they want to show me. Mm -hmm. And I perceive the information through my five senses. So I will feel in my body how that animal feels. So they'll indicate to me where they have stressors, discomfort, things happening in their anatomy, illnesses, things like that. Uh, and I'll also be shown discomfort or, or, or how they're feeling about something. And they'll they'll put into my mind, like I'm watching a video Mm -hmm. um, watching their behaviors and their responses. And then they also show me how those responses and behaviors were born, what had happened, what had started them. And I relay that to the caregiver. I relay that to the person that, that cares for them and, and looks after them. And in that, I'm also shown solutions with what will happen uh, and how they can support their their animal, whether it's a horse, a bird, a dog, a cat. I mean, I can read any animal pretty much. Um, I, I haven't had tons of opportunities to, to you know to, to read whales or dolphins or anything, but I'm sure that might come along one day, and I would certainly jump right in and be like, "Let's do this. Let's get in here." So it's um, <laughs> just throw it, on your amazing. bathing suit and jump in there. <laughs> right, be like, so we're just gonna take you out in a boat in the ocean. Let's do this. Let's do this. We're going to work with the sharks. Can you can I have a cage, please? <laughs> <laughs> now I've always wondered, you know, regarding pets. Um, so, for example, a bird that's in a cage, mm -hmm. you know, are they really happy? They can't be. They are they not in the cage? Going, I'm in a freaking cage. I could have been flying around the Amazon, but you know, my, uh, you know, this, my wings are clipped. Come on, people. Like, what do what do animals say in terms of the the happiness factor? I've had that experience, what you've just said. Oh, uh, I've had that where, um, because I perceive from their position. Mm -hmm. So I can look around and see what's around them, what their location is, what's happening with them and the people around. One of them was a pet rat and I love rats. <laughs> so do I, I love rats. I've had pet rats growing up. Oh my God, I love them. They're And they're pretty smart, they're... right? They oh, are pretty smart. So smart. Mm -hmm. I met a rat and I was reading them and he was freaked out. He was so scared. He was showing me how he was jumping and hiding. Um, and he he moved so quickly and in such anxiety and fear because hmm. he kept showing me it, 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 he's in a cage and he kept showing me a hand coming towards him to grab him hmm. and, and him being disoriented and, and wanting to bite and attack and like, like he was under threat and he kept running to hide. Uh, and I was like, okay, wait a second. And then he showed me how he kept being moved throughout 
this home or this location that he was in and how it caused him such distress. And it, and it turns out that uh, he wasn't domesticated. He, he, he hadn't been handled before. Um, he had come from, he was, which is the grossest thing on the planet. And I'm gonna say it out loud. He was a feeder, which is disgusting um, to feed to snakes. Um, oh no. Mm-hmm. So this, this family had taken him and rescued him. And of course they didn't realize that he'd be terrified of them trying to pick him up right. um, and be close to him and, and, and to do that. And, and over time it changed, mm-hmm. but that was the first thing he showed me with, was how terrified he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he started to show me how he bonded with his caregivers and, and how they were, how they were gentle with him. This it was, a fa- it was a family, it was a mother and son. Um, and, and they were just such beautiful people because they also had a bird that had passed that I'd bred. Um, and the bird kept showing me all the places that she loves to go to. And she kept showing me a drawer that she likes to hang out in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was that's like, excellent. Here, this is what's in the drawer. And she's like, yeah, she hung out all the chair. I'm like, who puts a, who puts a bird in a drawer? No, no, no. The bird put herself there. <laughs> <laughs> With the drawer open, obviously. <laughs> Oh, funny. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I, yeah. It, it's been shown to me and it's, it's um, like I said, it's like watching a movie, right? Mm. So it, it's, and it's perceiving from their perspective, literally, it's not me looking at them. Mm. It's like, I am them. So no possessions, mm. not real <laughs> it's bullshit, but it, it, it's an option that I use to look um, from their perspective. So I can see what's going on and I feel their emotion. So that's, that's what helps um, the, the people that are caring for these animals and, and help strengthen their bond or that connection. Are there more, uh, are some animals more talkative than other animals? So for example, is a bird way chattier than a cat? Uh, you know, cats seem to be standoffish, um, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're total chatty Cathy's once uh, you, you go into the psychic world with them. Is there any sort of set rules in terms of, you know, who's who's chatty and who's not? There's absolutely no rules. That's what I love about my work is that there's, I never know what to expect. If I rely on something to, to, to be a, a certain outcome, it, it's never that and, and I'll and I'll mess it up and I'll be just disappointed. What I can rely on is knowing that every single person I read, whether they're here in spirit or animals that I read here or in spirit, that they're gonna use a combination of ways to communicate with me using their senses. So it d- just depends on how they want to present that to me. And, I, and I, like I said, I can't rely on it. So you're talking about the mean chatty. Sometimes I can hear them. Like I hear a voice speaking to me and I can hear intonation and tone like that bird I'm talking about. I think she was a lovebird mm. and she was in spirit. She passed, unfortunately, but she was like the happiest being on the planet. Like she was just so happy to be with her people. Aww. Like I can still feel it in my chest where she was just like, <gasps> look what they do for me. And I'm just like, Oh my God, <laughs> she would show me in detail. So, um, like you said, you know, cats are kind of, what did they do? She- sorry. What did they do for her that she loved? Well, she showed me places where she was taken in their home. Um, they didn't, <laughs> she was, she was allowed free roam. Oh, so she, she had free roam. So mm-hmm. that's how they set up their home safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, she showed me the location where she would sleep at night and, and, and when she'd be caged, so she, she'd be secure. But in the daytime, she had moved about and she showed me all the different areas that she perched that she loved. Now, did you check that out with the owners afterwards and say, the bird is showing me this, this place, this place, and this place. Is that true? And did they go, what? That's what I do every time. So I present evidence and data that's being given to me. And I, and I ask the caregiver to say yes or no to confirm it. Always. 
always that's I right. want to confirm I don't want to just ramble on because anybody right. can say anything in this position right like right, your right. dog likes his bed really Jill get over <laughs> yourself come on <laughs> okay now I cut you off sorry so what about cats what's the deal with cats it's funny I just read a cat uh recently a couple days ago um <laughs> and she she was she was awesome she, she, she sorry <laughs> it is funny like it's it. funny because she showed me so I don't know the people, right? And I'm reading from a picture. So the people that I'm that I'm talking to are their caregivers and they're on camera, but I'm not looking at them. I'm looking at the photograph mm. and I'm connecting to what the cat is showing me. Mm. So I don't know any of the story at all. The cat starts to show me the quote unquote other cat in the house. Oh boy. And she's like, we're not friends. Let's make this clear. We're not friends. <laughs> I don't like this one. I'll tolerate this one. You hear me? This one, not even calling it another cat. Like oh, she was, she's funny. like, no, nope. we will tolerate each other in the same space, but I really don't want to be around them. And the, 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 the husband and wife said, oh my God, yes. And then she showed me how she taps the other cat on the head, doesn't attack them, but it taps them, puts mm. her ears back and goes, did you step away? Get away from me. She's like, she does that all the time. I'm like, cause she doesn't like being around this other cats because of their personality, their characteristics doesn't work for her. Right. It's like meeting someone that you don't like their vibe. Same deal. Right. So she tolerates them, but you know, cause she's in the same home, but she kept pointing out to me where she liked being propped in the window to be in the sun and at the highest perch <laughs> because no one could touch her. She loved the sun and didn't want you to interrupt her. Oh, that's excellent. And what did the owners, what did the owner say about that? They confirmed because she showed me, I call it a cat tree. If only we could describe it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Show me the cat tree, what it looked like. And then she showed me the layout of the home. So I described the home through the kitchen, the color on the floor, the, the windows, where the trees were, what was there like in detail. And they said, oh, that's this room. Yeah. That's where the cat tree, we just moved it to. And I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah and she also said how she showed it was here, here's the creepy so she showed me and nothing's creepy that's just funny to me um she showed me her eating a hairbrush and i was like Oof, why would you eat a hairbrush mm. so she showed me a big hairbrush that the person would use and she was chewing it chewing it chewing it and so i said this to the carer and i said what's this chewing a brush does the wife not say Oh my God, that's so true. Shut up already. She chews my toothbrush. And she was laughing because she loved it. And she thought it was hilarious. I'm like, have you decided to clean the toothbrush before you use it? She's like, oh, well, of course I do. But it's so cool. I'm like, give her her own toothbrush, lady. Oh, that's funny. Oh my God, that is bizarre. I'm speaking to Ursula Darby. She is a medium and a psychic, including a pet psychic, a pet medium. You can reach Ursula at UrsulaDarby.com um, uh, or you can go to her uh, email address, bookwithursula at gmail.com. All that information is included, of course, in the text here of, uh, with this podcast. But we are talking about, uh, we're talking about pets because really this is the first time that I've had an opportunity to chat with Ursula. Uh, we, we chatted about people, but I always wanted to know what animals were, um, what animals, animals were thinking, you know, what they were, what they were feeling, what they were saying to us. 
And I've always suspected, Ursula, that if our dogs or cats could talk to us, we probably wouldn't want to hear what they have to say. You know, I think we're pretty selfish as pet owners and the majority of people be like, look, I'm doing the best I can walking and feeding you, but I can't sit around listening to your problems. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really interesting because the, the perspective that I'm given with animals is this, is that... Uh, yes, I, I've met some animals that don't like their caregivers and show me why and what has gone on. And, and some of it has been how they've been treated, which which all makes, you know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make it OK, but I, I get that part. It's also um, how they perceive someone else's intonation, tone or presence. Yeah. Right. Just just like human beings. Um, I don't come across animals that sit and discuss how they're feeling, what something lo looks like, like in detail. Okay. What they will do though, is they'll point out who they resonate with the most, who aligns oh. with them the most, who they're committed to the most. And they'll show me the acts of kindness and compassion that that person gives to them and shows them. Oh. So that's, that's what I rely on. And they will show me tragedy. They will show me abuse. They will show me how they've been mistreated and by whom and how and where. Uh, so, um, our, our animals though, I mean, if we're going to give it an example, I can give you an example of my own cat, Saoirse. Mm -hmm. Sure. Saoirse talks a lot. She talks a lot. <laughs> she's, she's, she's very opinionated and I, and I just don't <laughs> expect it, um, where she'll come in and she'll come into my room or, you know, hop up on the bed, I'm reading something and then she'll slam her head through the book and headbutt me and make it hurt. And she's like... I couldn't find you. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She's like, I didn't know where you were. I'm like, you have lived here how many years? How did you not know where I was? And no offense, but you're not in a sprawling mansion. <laughs> right. <laughs> or she'll, she'll, she'll hop on my lap and say, can you get rid of her? And I have another cat. And I'm just like, mm. you're a jerk. No, that's not okay. And she's like, she's in my way. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> and then two minutes later, they're snuggling, licking and cleaning each other and sleeping right next to each other. So she's she's very conflicted. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. They're very it's very short conversations. What I love about it. So I call it animal communication or I call myself an animal whisperer or pet psychic. They're mm -hmm. all interchangeable mm -hmm. because some people don't know what those words mean. It literally is being psychic and reading animals. Right. That's what that is. And um what I love about reading animals is that they're not complex and layered like people are. Mm. People have all of these things in place, boundaries, things they want to hide, secrecy, discomfort, things that they've gone through that they've never shared with anyone, which which you and I both know about, you know, in the world with who shares, who doesn't share, what's going on, that kind of thing. Mm. Animals aren't like that. There's a directness to them and they don't, you know, there isn't flowery language and full descriptions. They're showing me visuals. This is what's happened to me. This is why, this is why I do this. And I'm just like, Ooh, perfect. Let me give that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm shown, what do you need? I'll say to the animal, what do you need? What's going to help you? And then they show me. And then I see the difference in the scenario and the relationship within the family that they're with. So it's, it, it's very direct and very clean. And so even, you know, I joke about saying, you know, that, you know, the dog really likes their bed. Well, yeah, that's going to happen to you. Why? Cause dogs have beds. <laughs> but I mean, that that's a simple thing to say to somebody, someone who is truly communicating with an animal is someone who can describe illnesses and things that have had to the, what they've had behaviors that they're demonstrating without that person telling me, I don't let any of my clients tell me any information upfront or during the reading mm. at all. Mm -hmm. 
What percentage of your clients are, are pets? What percentage of uh, people say, uh, you know, I'd like to book you to read my cat or my dog or my horse? Um, I, I don't know percentages. Uh, a month, probably 10 to 15 readings a month. I read a, oh, I read a horse. I read a horse uh, yes. recently um, before the, before this last lockdown. I'm going to get the wording wrong, you know, yeah. shut down, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and okay, I get, uh, let me tell you, it's, oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> tell me. So her name's Katrina. Mm -hmm. I met Katrina two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and the first time I met her, um, she was with her caregiver. We were in a, in a stables, gorgeous stables, and, and she was on a lead. Um, and, and the person with her was standing there. Mm. And of course I started making the connection and talking and stuff. And this horse is big. Like she's, she, uh, curvy round, big, like, mm. yes, I know horses are big, but I mean, some are slim and tall, right? Yeah. There's, there's a variety of horses, but she was really thick. Um, and she 15, 16 hands high, thick neck, big, like just big. And I love horses. So I was like, this mm -hmm. is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. I stood there, started talking to her, and did she not step in front of me, almost stepping on my toes and push me back against the wall with her head? Mm. She did it to scare me. She did it to assert herself, to not let me read her. Whoa. And it scared me. And I and I stood there and I didn't move because I'm like, no, 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 no. I get that your size is there. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm going to wake this one out. I was inside. My heart was racing. Mm. I'm not scared, but I know what she's doing. And I said to her caregiver, I said, does she always do this? She's like, always. And I was like, hold on a second. No, 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 no. This is not going to happen, right? This this is like someone crossing your boundaries. So I started ask, asking her and engaging her further. Why are you doing this? What's going on? And then she started to show me what happened to her. So that's how I knew. I knew that she was forced into doing things that she didn't want to do. Um, and she was, you know, always being told and she was finding her voice and asserting herself because she'd been moved to a new location. So she was um, becoming, had become really reactive to other horses um, at the stables where she was because of what had happened to her previously. So that, that, that was the most jarring experience that I've had. Second time I met her, she was kind of calmer. Third time I met her was about a month and a half ago. Oh my God. She was so nice to me. <laughs> well, let me I was ask like, you this. Hi. The, the information that Katrina gave you, were you able to pass that on to the owner and the owner was able to make the changes? So by the third time she saw you, she realized that you were on her side. Yes, yes. Because I because I, I, I articulated all these things that the, the caregiver had confirmed, hmm. right? So they had confirmed everything that I talked about what I was being shown. And, and she said, you know, if you don't want to do that, I'll stop it. And I said, No, no, I said, it's kind of startled me for sure, because she's mm -hmm. way bigger than I am. <laughs> mm. But you know, I don't, I don't want her to think that I'm not on her side. So I wasn't willing to move. And, right. and when I'm working with any animal in person, I don't touch them. I, I don't stroke them, touch them. I try to look away from them. I try to give them their space so they can assert right. themselves and take up that space and be confident. Um, and because I, I don't also don't have permission to do that, right? It's right. like walking up to a stranger on the street, hugging them and giving them a big fat kiss going, hey, what's up? You're like, no, awkward. You're really awkward lady, get off of me. <laughs> yeah, I stopped, I stopped doing that. <laughs> <laughs> After so the training order, <laughs> right, right. Like, get back, lady. I have here's the here, here's the paperwork. Um, when I met Katrina last, um, she had a sense of ease about her, mm. and she had grown through um, what had happened previously. She'd been in fights and had been bitten several times by other mm -hmm. horses, mm -hmm. um, and she was ostracized. 
and also based upon her presence and her experience. So it, it didn't lend itself to, to creating some of those connections. So we talked about that and she showed me what those were and how that's changed. And she's um, become much more grounded, much calmer, um, and, is, and is able to handle the environment as opposed to before if she felt fearful all the time and wanted to defend herself, that those behaviors were no longer there. You know what? I've never chatted with you about the subject of uh, reincarnation, but I just wonder, we're talking about animals. Um, A, do you believe in reincarnation? And B, do animals, are they people in previous lives or were we, were we animals in previous lives? What's your take on that? Well, this is an opinion. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's not necessarily something that I've specifically experienced. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe a couple times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. <laughs> just After trying a couple to think margaritas. To... <laughs> <laughs> just remember that time when we, yeah, anyway. <laughs> and you slept on the floor. What do you mean? <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, do I believe in reincarnation? I, I do believe in reincarnation. Mm. Um, I haven't had enough experiences that with it personally or professionally um, to be able to, to, to give you ideas or, or information or structure about it, it that's in depth. I can only give you something that's much more superficial. Mm. So um, I have done, I have done past life regressions um, and I have seen those and I remember them vividly. Um, I remember them very vividly. And, and I was never a person to quote unquote, believe in that. I was like, this is a load of shit. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, this is crap. Right. Cause everyone, when any, anyone talks about a past life, you know, they were a king or a queen or some warrior or some kind of shit like that. Well, sure. you know what? <laughs> 7 billion people in the world. I'm going to go with, there's some rock pickers out there. Don't know that they're rock pickers. Right. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Someone still had to clean the bathrooms. Guess what? Everybody yeah. couldn't be a king or a queen. Exactly. So those experiences showed me people in my present life that I saw in my past life. Oh. Yeah, I saw it. They were completely different. I was different genders, mm. different lifetimes, different genders. Um, I remember looking, I remember going into this meditation and when I do meditation, it, it's really vivid for me. It's very visceral for me. I have some really incredible experiences with it. Um, and um, a friend of mine facilitated a, a treatment, which we can talk about later if I can recall it. I can't recall it at this moment. And she was running the, the, the meditation and she'd said to me, we're going to go back in time. And the second that she said it, of course, now we've gone back in time. She was trying to describe something else, but now my guides took me somewhere else. Mm. I looked down and I was a man and I could describe what I was wearing. Um, and I'm going to go with big, burly, hairy man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're going to be a man, you might as well go full turkey. <laughs> right? Like, right? I was just like, this is really awkward. <laughs> and in that lifetime, I could describe the scenario, this, the, the scene, everything, where I was and who I was with and who was around me and family members presently in my life in this lifetime too. One of them, my dad was my brother. Hmm. Um, and it showed me what had happened on our relationship there hmm. that that affects present and, and what that looked like and it was in detail where i was just like this is ridiculous and, it, and it's ridiculous that it was so vivid and it was so truthful mm -hmm. that i was like this is this is ridiculous but it was a completely different scenario um and um so i i, I do believe in it have i met animals that have lived as human beings. I haven't had that experience. I, I haven't had that at all. Mm. Um, 
I'm, I'm not so sure how that would work. It makes sense to me. Right. It makes sense to me if you if you're you know if you want to experience different lifetime species locations, other planets. Because yeah, I'm gonna go there, right? Because as if we're the only one in the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> as if, right? As if, and that would make sense as as a soul that you want to experience different lifetimes and perceive them. I, I can see that for sure. I can see what that would look like. Um, and, and especially with me reading so much, I've, I've read thousands of people, uh, and I've learned more in readings from reading people in spirit animals and people here than I ever have in my own life with my own experiences. I'm on the phone with Ursula Darby. And if you want to uh, get in touch with Ursula, you can go to her website, UrsulaDarby.com. You can email her at bookwithursula at gmail.com. Ursula has been very busy, lots of lots of readings um, due to her appearances recently on the Cat and Nat Show, which is an amazing podcast that also has uh, a video that you can see on Ursula's uh, YouTube channel. She's been on the Stranger Experiment, which is currently streaming on Crave. And she's also on the Auntie Jillian Show. If you're a Bell subscriber, you can catch that on Five TV. Ursula, I'm going to hold on to you. We are going to um, be wrapping up in a second and then uh, we'll be chatting again next week because there's an amazing show on Netflix right now called Surviving Death. I want your take on the afterlife. But just wrapping up this segment on pets because I've never really had a pet psychic on the show before. Aside from being a medium, uh, being a, a psychic for people, you are also uh, a psychic for pets, a medium for pets. Um, so maybe some advice, maybe we could end with some advice, Ursula. Um, you know, as pet owners, if pets had 15 seconds to say, you know what, you could be the ultimate pet owner to me if you fill in the blanks. What, what do we need to learn from them? Stop imposing human behaviors on them. Say that again. Stop imposing human behaviors on them. Recognize that they're a different species than you mm. and that they, that they rely on their instincts, which equates to their intuition. Okay. An animal will pick up how you're feeling. So the best thing that you could possibly do in the beginning and creating a bond with them is start to make, to make yourself aware of your own feelings. If you're anxious, angry, worked up, distressed, concerned, mm -hmm. all of that energy and feelings is what they're perceiving. That's why they're staying away from you. That's why they're worked up and bouncing around the room. That's why they're not coming when you need them to because of how you're feeling. Start to become self-aware of how you're feeling and you'll start to change that bond. When you consider caring for someone else, hugging them, showing them that you love them just by hugging them or being close to them and sharing some words or touching their hand, you're also feeling that emotion in your body as you do that. Apply that same rule to the animals that you care for in your life and you'll see a dramatic difference with your relationship okay Bar barney's looking at me right now going hey sister are you taking notes right i'm tired <laughs> of being your psychiatrist <laughs> <laughs> ursula thank you so much again it's ursuladarby.com is her website book with ursula at gmail.com we are going to pick up this conversation next week we're going to talk about the fantastic netflix show called surviving death all about the afterlife um, so between now and then, maybe you want to check it out and, uh, and listen to our podcast next week on behalf of laugh long and prosper Ursula. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me.